Discover personally how the Word of God can affect a change in your life through the ministry of Bishop Dikewood Mills. Dikewood Mills is the founder of the Lighthouse Chapel International, a denomination with over 2,000 branches worldwide. He is a healing evangelist and the author of several best-selling books. He is also the pastor of the First Love Church, a campus ministry with over 200 branches. The First Love Church is a vibrant church with young, energetic people, full of first love for the Lord. Now listen to Dikewood Mills. That draws us to Lord, I've been blessed 
Yet still my soul is not satisfied, not satisfied. Renew my faith, restore my joy, and dry, dry my weeping eyes. I'm asking you, Lord, to take me back. I want to come back to you, Lord, to the place oh, where I first received you. Bring me the joy of salvation, Lord. so hard to make it all alone, Lord. But I realized that I need your help. testimony say man oh you're not excited I said it's time for testimony say man please help me welcome Corby Nelson to share his testimony with us why don't you put your hands together as we welcome Corby Nelson hello my name is Corby Nelson from UPSA my testimony is about how I receive an iPad through daddy's prophecies and prayers. Uh, early this year, I was believing God for an iPad. And I didn't know how to tell my parents because for the past three semesters, I've mishandled two tablets. So I was believing God and 
all of a sudden, a friend was up me. He messaged me on Facebook, actually, and he was like, he has been seeing my pictures on Facebook, and he's really happy about what the Lord is doing, and he feels like helping. So I told him I didn't have an iPad, and he made a statement that he felt in the spirit that the Holy Spirit is telling him to buy me the iPad. So the next day, he WhatsApp me, and he showed me an iPad, which he bought. And actually, I didn't know how it would come, because, you know, buying an iPad and sending it, it takes some time. But all of a sudden, just last week, he called me that someone is coming to Ghana and he has sent the iPad. And by the grace of God, I have received the iPad. I really want to thank Daddy so much for his prayers and his prophecies. And I want to encourage all of us, even though it will take time, but just believe it. And I know by the grace of God, as I have received mine, you shall also receive yours. God bless you so much. Amen. Put your hands together for a powerful testimony. We have another testimony. Help me welcome Afiba to share her testimony with us. Please put your hands together as she comes on stage. My name is Afiba Ija um, of Mataiko Center. And I'm also a member of the Airport Stars. Um, last year, okay, my testimony is about how through the bishop's prophecies, I've received a new car and a new iPad. Um, so <laughs> we were all here when bishop said the car park will be full and there will be no space to park at the car park. And we're all here when he said that each and every one of us will have a car at the car park. I mean, I'll be part of the people who have a car on the car park. And truly, I've been believing God for a new car since last year. So somewhere last year, I traveled, and my mom gave me a whole, like a lot of money, and said, take this and spend some, and the rest, use it to buy a car. And that was it. So, (laughs) yes, so these are the car keys anyways. (laughs) We thank God. I also want to say thank you to Bishop for prophesying to my life. And I also received this iPad when I traveled as well. And I got there. My brother is also a pastor in Lighthouse um, outside in the U.S. So he said, um, I've been asking him for an iPad. I've been bought him with an iPad, but he'll buy it for me this time. So he gave me the money and I bought the iPad. Bishop, thank you very much for all the prophecies that you've been <laughs> encouraging us. Um, I want to encourage each and every one of us that as we sit here, he's, uh, Bishop stands here and he, he says powerful things, powerful blessings into our lives. Normally, we can't think too far, but honestly, it would happen if you receive it with faith. Amen. Amen. Put your hands together for a powerful testimony. I see your car being parked at the car park in Jesus' name. We have another testimony. Help me welcome Namdi to share his testimony with us. Please encourage him as he comes on stage. Amen. My name is Namdi Duma. I'm from Central Mateko branch and a member of the First Love Music Department. Um, my testimony is about how God delivered me from a very serious accident early January. That was on the 13th of January, back home in Nigeria. Amen. I was traveling from Abia State to Lagos. I was meant to come back to Accra, and the journey is a 12 hours, 13 hours minimum drive. So we set off in the morning and around 5 p.m. so we could beat traffic and minimize time. So after five hours drive, 
we got to a point and the driver, he, he, he jumped a gallop and the back tire burst and he couldn't control the car and the car went over somersaulted a couple of times and skid. And while I sat there, I was in front, sitting in front and while this, while all this was happening, the only thing that could come into my mind was Jesus, Jesus, Jesus. And the car stopped and we were upside down and everywhere was smoke and so I managed to get out from the um, the driver's window. The driver too got out and then I helped a, an aged lady sitting behind and we got her out and as I came out, all I could say was thank you, Jesus, for saving my life. And I want to use this opportunity to say a very big thank you to our daddy for the prophecies and the prayers which he keeps releasing to us, his children. And I believe that as you receive those prayers, we shall not die. None of us shall die in Jesus' name. Thank you very much, Bishop. Amen. Put your hands together for a powerful testimony. We have our final testimony. Help me welcome Caleb Sir to share his testimony with us. Wow. wow. Hallelujah. My name is Caleb Sir and um, I'm from First Love Town Church. And I'm part Amen. And I'm part of the music division. Um, Amen. And my testimony is about how God delivered me from an armed robbery attack. Um, on the 19th of um, January, um, from, right from when I went from praying, the prayers that Daddy told us to go and pray during the fasting. Um, I was going back home in a taxi. Um, I live at Gempa, so I got to Gempa, and then I was listening to a message, and then I got down from the car, crossed, and then when I, when I was crossing, I remember um, hearing something. I felt that it was the Holy Spirit telling me to just look to my left. So I just turned, looked to my left, and I saw two guys, and then they were in singlets and shorts. They were dressed shabbily, and they were running towards me from the darkness. And I, also, I heard again that I ran. So I just, I pulled my, back, my backpack up like this and just took to my heels. And as I was going, I was just saying, oh, God, help me, God, help me. And then behind me, I saw them return. And it's like, when someone is trying to chase you and the person cannot get you, I didn't know I was that fast. When, so, when someone is trying to chase you and cannot get you, the person just returns back. So um, Daddy has really been praying for us that we should be delivered from armed robbery attacks. And I, I really believe that this is my testimony. And I also pray that everyone should believe in Daddy's prayers. Amen. And that you shall be also de- be delivered. Amen. Amen. Put your hands together for powerful testimonies. Please, it's time to give a powerful offering. Why don't you take out a very powerful offering this morning? It's a new month, so double your offering as... We go on in the year, take out a very powerful offering this morning. Lift up your offering wherever you are. Take out a very powerful offering. Lift up your offering high above your head. Father, we thank you for this offering that we are given this morning. Bless the seed that we give. In Jesus' name, amen.
Ladies and gentlemen, please help me welcome Ida! Beloved, my beloved is mine. He's drawing me after him. His love is stronger than wine. Because of thine ointments, the virgins love thee. He's drawing me after him, daughter of Jerusalem. But do not stir up. Do not stir up, do not stir up, my love, my love, my love, oh, oh, do not, do not stir up, do not stir up, do not stir up, my love, my love, my love. How beautiful you are, my darling, thou art fair. Your eyes are like doves, your lips are like lilies, your hair like a flock of goats, your teeth like a flock of sheep. She's stirring me up, daughter of Jerusalem, but do not stir up, do not stir up, do not stir up, my love, my love, my love, oh, do not stir up, do not stir up. Do not stir up my love, my love, my love. Mm-hmm. Your neck is like a tower. Your two breasts are like twins. Your cheeks are like lilies, sweet as a flower. Thou art all fair, my love. There is no spot in thee. She's stirring me up, daughter of Jerusalem. But do not stir up. Do not stir up. Do not stir up. My love, my love, my love.
turn your eyes from me for they have overcome me you are beautiful my love how pleasant you are your right hand embraces me your eyes overcomes me she's stirring me up Daughter of Jerusalem, but do not stir. No, no, no. Do not stir up. Do not stir up. My love, my love, my love. Oh, oh, oh. do not stir up. Do not stir up. Do not stir up. My love, my love, my love. Mm. I charge you, oh daughters of Jerusalem, do not stir up my love until he please. See, there's a time for love. This is not the time. When it pleases him, oh yeah, we will share our love, but do not stir up, do not stir up, oh, oh, oh. do not stir up, my love, my love, my love, tell the sisters, say do not stir up, do not stir up. Amen. Amen. How many of you are having a great time? Ladies and gentlemen, I'm glad to announce to you that it's time for the word of God. Amen. And this morning, God has a word for you and I. If you are excited as I am, make some noise. Let's welcome Bishop Daggett So we can see Oh, I see the light the Lord has given Oh, I see the light Oh, I see the light Hallelujah. the Lord has given For you and me so we can see Let us pray. Father, thank you for this day, what you have done for us. We are grateful. Guide us by your mighty Holy Spirit. Lead us into your wonderful word today. In Jesus' name, amen. You may be seated. Are you glad to be here today? Wonderful. 
God is blessing us. Turn to Jeremiah 3.15. Jeremiah 3.15. I will give you pastors according to my heart, which shall feed you with knowledge and understanding. Amen. God chooses particular people to make them your pastors. Amen. And the main thing these pastors are there to give you is knowledge and understanding. Now, when you have knowledge, but you don't have understanding, it's the difference between a medical doctor and a nurse. Right? Understanding, nurses are great people and they are wonderfully educated. But what people don't realize is that both doctors and nurses study the same subjects. Nurses study anatomy, physiology, biochemistry, surgery, psychiatry, and all the same things that doctors study. But doctors study them more and wider. So they have a bigger grasp of what is going on. So a nurse may sit in the hospital with the doctor for so many years that when she even hears somebody saying, my hair is itching and my hair is paining, she won't even know what the doctor is going to do. You know, but there's a certain understanding that she still doesn't have. And it's the same as doing a basic degree and then doing a PhD or some other thing higher in that same subject. They study the same thing, but more. So you begin to understand. Now, when you take, talk about flying a plane, if you've watched a few films, most of us here who have watched films and noticed things in films will be able to fly a plane. Is it not true? There's something you hold in the middle and you push it forward, isn't it? And the plane goes. So, and when you are landing, you push it back. That's basically it. And some buttons, there's a button you turn to t- take the direction. It's from zero to 360. You choose the plane. And Kotoka Airport, the runway is at a particular, maybe it's 241 or whatever it is. So you just turn it to that 241 and the plane goes on that line. It's, a, it's very exact. That's why you have a runway and a road next to it. You never land on the road. But the road is just another degree to the side of it. Are you with me? So, um, but you, you are not a pilot. And you, you don't have some understanding. And how many would like a nurse to do your heart operation, open heart surgery? <laughs> or a dentist to operate on your heart you see that there's, there's some level of understanding that he doesn't have do you get it so what I'm saying is that God is giving you knowledge and then he's also deepening your understanding 
of things. And when you, when you understand things more deeply, you know, you behave differently. If I got somebody who has not been to school and I ask him to come and sweep the church, he'll be offended. He may say that I don't respect him. Will you ask your child to sweep the church? You see, but if you get somebody who is educated and you say sweep the church, start at five o'clock, you even shout at him, he will not be angry with you because of his understanding. That is, it's, it's, he's also hearing something, but he understands more. Why you should even be suggesting that he should sweep the church. So understanding is very, very important. And, you know, you may, you may know things, but God wants you to understand. And that one of the reasons for falling away, or one of the reasons for stability is understanding. You know, the Bible says that the sower went out to sow, and these did not understand the word. Not understanding the word made them fall away. Do you see? So, as you hear the word of God, um, always open your heart so that you will not be among those whom the Bible says they understandeth it not. You know, and when you understand it, you know, that when the wicked one comes, you, you are never destabilized. You are never destabilized because you are deeper than the average. Amen. So, um, as we are here today, open your heart to understand more. If we talk about working for God and us getting involved in the work of God, if you understand, you will never, never be upset with it. You will know that as you serve God, then he blesses you. Amen. Amen. This morning, I want us to um, look at something different. I'm preaching about Jesus Christ. Okay, Jesus Christ. Okay. Uh, Jesus Christ is our Savior. Right? And the Bible says that he is the express image of God. If, you, if, he, he, if you've seen him, you've seen the Father. All right? So, when you see Jesus, you, you just looking at him, you learn a lot. Right? Now, many uh, wonderful things can be learned by looking at somebody without even ever talking to the person. Now, I have personally not met Jesus uh, personally. Like, I haven't had a, like, met him in anybody's house or had a discussion with him. But knowing a lot about him is a great blessing. And not only what he said, but what he did. Alright? So, I want to share with you a little Topic about Christ and his private interviews. Yes. Now, the private interviews that Jesus granted people. Now, throughout his ministry, he had a great public ministry, but there were occasions where he granted private interviews. Are you there? And there are about 18 or 19 of such interviews that he granted different people. And you learn a lot from each of these private interviews that he granted individuals. Are you with me? Now, what is the reason for such private 
interviews. Okay? Um, the first very good reason is that in a private interview or a personal discussion with Jesus or with any great person, right, many, many blessings come to you. And one of them is explanations, number one, explanations of things that make you understand things more clearly. Amen. Especially mysteries and parables. All right? Jesus spoke in parables. And the best parable we all know is the parable of the sower who went out to sow. When he went out to sow, you know, Jesus spoke to the people and told them the sower went out so and so on. Then the disciples asked him, why are you speaking to these people in parables? Do you understand? And then Jesus explained that these people are wicked people. So you don't have to let them understand everything or know everything. So you speak to them mysteriously. Do you understand? Because they are wicked people. You'll go back to that verse. That is the one I'm looking for. All right. These people are wicked. Do you understand? Their hearts are closed. Their hearts. And I, and I don't want to convert, try even to convert them. They are wicked. So I'm going to speak to them in a way that they won't really understand. Then in the private discussion, right, you see Jesus Christ wonderfully explaining and telling them, I am explaining this one to you. Okay. So I'm saying this private interview because some of us are very content with staying far in life, in everything. You just sit at the back, never come near. You are in the church. No pastor knows you. You don't make friends with anybody. You've made yourself an island. You are on the sea, all alone, isolated, depressed. You don't know anyone. And so many spirits speak to you. Yes. One of the symptoms when people are going mad, you know, is that they become quiet. (laughs) And they sit on their own quietly. Like this. And they, they disconnect from society. All right. And they don't, they don't talk. And they're just there. Right? And this is not a good thing. So those of you who have made yourself isolated, and when people are happy in the church, your face is squeezed. You know? All right? So Matthew 13, verse 16. Let's read it.
It says, but blessed are your eyes, for they see. And blessed are your ears, for they hear. So when you are brought close for a personal interview, okay, or you are granted a personal interview or a personal interaction, you are having blessed eyes. And they are about to see things and hear things. Amen. So that's what Jesus told the disciples. Your eyes are blessed. Your ears are blessed. You understand more. Okay? So, and, and that is the blessing. Now look at verse 15. It says, and hear with their ears and should understand with their heart and should be converted and I should heal them. So when you are brought close to understand, you are healed from things. Wicked things that Satan has planned for your life are destroyed in the name of Jesus. All right. So very, very important to understand that when you are brought close, it is for explanations. Amen. And explanations make you understand things you don't understand. You will never understand till you are brought close to understand mysterious things. And sometimes the preaching is not even mysterious. All right. Or things are not even mysterious, but your Intellect cannot attain to the understanding of the preaching. How many have been in a class and people seem to understand and you didn't seem to understand it? Yeah. When I was in medical school, I was in a class in, in first year, I was doing chemistry and I didn't understand anything in the whole class for the whole year. But one day I was going, I was walking around one of the departments in the night. And I just opened the door and entered one of the auditoriums. And there I found some of my mates seated in a circle with one of my classmates standing by a blackboard and teaching them. And what he was teaching them, I had no idea about it. Although I was also in the same class. So my mate understood what I didn't understand to the extent that he was having a class. <laughs> Private class. Can you imagine? So brothers and sisters, always some of us don't understand. So thank God for you are going to have intimate counseling, private interviews, and you will understand. Amen. Number two, the second reason for being brought near for a personal interaction and being granted a private interview is for your personal counseling, all right, and answering questions, hard questions, all right, which don't concern others. Now, when you are brought close for an, a private discussion, you are given answers which cannot be given sometimes in public. And you are given revelations of things, hallelujah, which maybe the public will not even accept. There are some counseling you don't even bother. 
There are some wonderful things sometimes to know, but people are hypocrites. And if you sometimes even share what you should share, they will attack you. Yes. So, sometimes you shouldn't. I hear there is a law, a good Samaritan law, thou shalt not strive officiously to save another. You shouldn't strive too much. So, sometimes, yes, you shouldn't over strive to save some people. I don't know if it's true. And I'm sure the lawyers can tell us. So, First of all, understanding mysterious things and gaining more understanding. And then number two, um, answering hard questions which the public are not to hear, but you are to hear in private. And I thank God for many personal meetings I've had with certain people that I heard things that are not said in uh, church, even, by pastors. All right? You can't say. Do you know that even when some people die, you can't even talk about them? Even when they are dead. It's true. There are some people, even when they die, you you wouldn't even say anything bad about the person. So, many things you never hear yeah, even in death, you will not hear it. If, the, if a person who is very notorious dies, you'll be surprised at the funeral. When they are speaking, you will think that an angel came from heaven and was on a mission and something happened. The angel died. And the angel is now being buried. Number three, private interviews and discussions are granted for the greatest teachings ever. The greatest teachings are not from the pulpit. Amen. The greatest teachings are not from the pulpit. The greatest teachings are not in church. The greatest teachings are given in private. You may not know, most of Jesus' great famous teachings are private discussions. That were not give, they were not public. The public ones are blessed are the meek, blessed are the, which are difficult to even to understand. <laughs> blessed are the poor in spirit, for they shall blessed are this, blessed. The great teachings of Christ, all right, are private discussions. And I found out that you hear the best revelations in private times. So those of you who are just for the big public church and you have not yet gotten yourself into church you are missing out so learn to get deeper amen, amen. number 4 private interviews are for the wiping out of misconceptions that you have from the public point of view when you, they are, they are to wipe out the misconceptions. I don't know which other word. Like you, 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 you look at something from the public point of view 
and it, it looks different. But when you get closer, you find out that it is different. So that's why God wants you to have in church both the public big church experience and then the small church experience. Both are necessary. You can't just be in the big church. A big church is not enough for you. Within the big church, you must be in the small group. Okay? And you must be well blessed in the small group. Because there are many things you get and feel when you are in the big public whatever. But as you get into the smaller group, you know things differently. You'll understand things differently. All right? So that's why God wants us to have a big church and also a small church. All right? A small church which is few people within the church in the different groups that we have. So those of you who have made yourselves spectators in a large stadium, right? That cannot work for you. You need to come closer. Because when you are far, you have an impression of God's work. When you come nearer, you find out, oh, there's, it's not as, sometimes as easy as it looks. You find out that there's work involved. You find out things that your mind changes. You, you just change. Even when you know somebody from far, when you meet the person and you, you know the person personally, you, you'll be surprised. Uh, Kenneth Hagen, who is a very great prophet, you know, he, very, very spiritual person with special experiences. Well, apart, I've not really not met anyone who really talks about Jesus coming into his room and pulling a chair and sitting down to talk. It's a high level of something. I, I'm coming to think of, I don't know anybody else like that. You know? And, um, very, very spiritual person. But when he died, you know, his, some of the people who knew him personally, actually they said there will be no preaching today at his funeral. There's no preaching. Because so he's preached to us all this time. So now we want some people who knew him personally to speak. So that was how the funeral was. There was no preaching. No, they didn't read even a, one verse. So as his coffin was there, different people talking. So when you hear the people who had a personal interaction with him speak, then you get to know him in a different way. Yes. His grandchildren were speaking. His grandchildren were also grown up and married. But like his daughter, his granddaughter, when she spoke, you, you, you start crying. She was also grown up and married. As she said, she there, when she comes, she always runs, no matter the meeting they are having. And she runs straight through every protocol and goes to sit on his laps. Say, Father. She calls him Papa. Yeah. Then his daughter also spoke and gave another feeling of peace. He said that he, when he's in the house, he just puts on the television very loud. He said, nobody can talk. You, nobody can speak in the house because 
he puts on the television very loud and he controls the remote. (laughs) (laughs) And then she said that all the stories that you hear him telling in the service, she said, we also heard them in church. We never hear it in the house. And we never heard all those. Because if you enter his preaching at any point in time, you don't know what he's talking about. Because he's telling a story. It's like my preaching. When you, when you start, you don't know what I'm talking about unless you listen. You may think I'm not preaching. <laughs> yes. So, <laughs> she said, we also heard those stories in church. We have not heard it. We don't hear it at home. We've not heard it before. We came and heard everything in church. You get a different uh, feeling of him when I met him personally, although I hardly spoke to him, but I just had a, at least a handshake. You get a different feeling, quiet old man sitting there. And uh, there are a lot of people, John Wesley, you know, when you say Methodism, it was because they were methodical. So it was like a nickname that has become the name of the church. People thought he was a very queer, uh, strict man. Very queer and very strict. You know, but then those who met him personally, one of them is John Newton. Do you remember Newton's laws? Yes, John Newton. One of the most easygoing, friendly people like joking, play, relaxed, talking, but from afar, because of the holiness and one of his topics is perfection. <laughs> Do you get it? Yeah. Uh, you think that he's a very, very strict. So that is one of the reasons for being granted private interviews, of which Jesus granted about 18 of such private interviews during his uh, ministry that we have, we know about, and others. Are you listening to me? So many times you have an idea. If you get close to the Archbishop Duncan Williams, one of the things that I found when I, I've had a few times, I've traveled with him, I've been with him. And the main thing that I get is a, is a spiritual person. That's the main. I don't get any other feeling. I don't have a feeling that maybe he, he likes wealth or he, which is an impression you may get from afar. When you come closer, but spirituality and prayer and everything is spiritual. <laughs> everything is spiritual. Even his conversation. And his, his prayers, if you are going to eat and he's, he's praying, you would think that he's dedicating a cathedral. <laughs> so, that's why God allows us to come nearer. Amen. Are you still there? How many reasons do you have for granting private interviews? Four. Number five. Um... Great private interviews and interaction are granted for healing. Many of the great healings of Jesus' ministry were in private place, not in public. Yes. Like the healing of the madman of Gadara, where the madman himself is the one who came to see, talk to Jesus. And the healing of the Syrophoenician woman, the famous woman who said, I am not a dog, 
where Jesus said, I can't give whatever to dogs. And she said, no problem at all. I'm in the dog fellowship. <laughs> Just bless me with some cramps. I'm cool. Those things led to great healings. Many of the healings were private. Personal discussion with somebody that led to healings. And I tell you, there are many, many great things that happen privately. Do you see? So, uh, in private, if you respect the anointing, you see things privately. Not even in the open, if you respect it. Now, what it is, is that when people are no more in the public, they feel that there's no anointing. But anointing is anointing. And if you, if you, if you respect it in a private place, you, you may be more blessed. Bonke, before, uh, when he finished his Bible school, interacted with a great man called George Jeffries, who had been a very great evangelist. He's the one who prayed for him. And he mentions it all through his biography, his life, how this man prayed for him. And he described it to me when I was in, uh, in Brazil with him. And how the man came down the stairs and prayed for him for about 30 minutes. Yes, just he and the man. Private, just the two of them prayed for him and then he went away. Yeah. And when he left, the man died. The man died within a few hours of him leaving. Yeah. I was just waiting to have that interaction. You know? So, I, I, I'm, I'm trying to remember because he told me something about that day, what happened. You know, but just the private interaction, you have to respect uh, the Holy Spirit and the anointing. Because the anointing is there. The gifts and calling of God are without repentance. He doesn't change his mind after church. It's after church, I've taken my anointing. So before church, I'm taking my anointing. After church, I'm taking my anointing. It's two o'clock, church is over. So the anointing is gone. And to come back at six and to go. No, the anointing is there all the time. If you think that way, so many of the miracles of Jesus, they were in somebody's house, a private place, uh, wonderful, walking on the water. He was just with the disciples, rebuking the storms. A lot of things. They were all private, not big, big, big for people to see. Okay? And most of the show things are not real anyway. So you need to open your heart to private times. And that's one of the reasons why we are scrapping the here, I don't know what the others will but we are scrapping the marriage school. We are only going to have personal counseling for marriage school. We are no more doing a school that 20 people are marrying or 15 are marrying or 10 are marrying and are coming together. No, it's one to one from today. Yes. And during that private time, you get a better type of uh, deeper counseling that you cannot get. So those of you who are already married, yes, like I, I did. I never did a school. They changed it into a school. I'm changing my own back to private counseling. 
I mean, how many of you would like to go to the hospital and say, all those with boils, 20 of you, <laughs> all those with boils, all 20, come, <laughs> remove your shorts, then 20 people come, then all those with rashes, all rashes, so all rashes, this is how, have you seen something like that before? Number five, the fifth reason for granting private interviews is for to break out of primary barrenness. Barrenness. Mark 3.14, the Bible says, He ordained twelve that they should be with him and that he might send them forth to preach. And verse 15, and to have power to heal sicknesses and to cast out devils. And verse 16, and Simon, his surname, Peter. But look at verse 14. He chose these 12 that they should be with him. So many people are not able to do well because they have not had a personal Interaction. In fact, most of the missionaries who go out, when they haven't had some personal interaction for some time, most of them don't do well. That's what I find. Yes. So I find my crusade directors are even more anointed and more powerful than several of the pastors and missionaries out there. Because they are always with me. And I send them. When I send them, they are able to accomplish great things. Even those who you think will not accomplish much. They are able to accomplish so much. So he, he brought them that they might be with him. That he might send them forth. So when you haven't had that experience. Do you understand? There is something missing. Something is missing. He brought them that he might, they might be with him, that he might send them forth. Even the, these musicians and people who see themselves as musicians, by being with them for some time, they learn more things about music, which they don't, they don't know. But they think they know. Do you see? So, barrenness, or if you like, in the medical term, we will call it infertility. Do you see? It's caused by not being close. You know? When you take, um, let's say, this brother who is sitting here and he's sitting next to this lady. Do you see? Would you, would you mind standing up, both of you? Yes. This is close. Close. Get closer. Yes. They are close, but they are not close enough so they cannot have a child they cannot they are close but they are not close enough they cannot have a child that's the truth failure to be close is a failure to be fruitful and to break out of primary barrenness 
I'm calling it primary because there will be a secondary. You can, I can put my arms around you. You can put your arms around somebody. You can sit close to each other for 12 hours. You can shake hands. You can even kiss. Do whatever. But you will never have fruits. Because there is a level of closeness that you have not achieved. It is only when you achieve it that it will result in you having a child or fruit. Yes. True. Sit down. So people are close, but not close enough. Yes. So you may be in the Bible school, but until you can get yourself close enough to a certain point, do you see, you will never have children. Yes. It's true. You can be around, have a certificate, be part of whatever, do this, be in the church, shout, sing, but there's some close, and that closeness comes, it's, it's quite specific. It's quite specific. <laughs> yeah. Some particular parts must interact. No matter the parts that are interacting, If you don't get that particular interaction, you, you, don't, you can't bear fruit. This is the cause for much barrenness. Much barrenness. Emptiness. I mean, you would have thought that even in medical things, you would have thought that when people are not having children, they are having sex. But most, many couples don't have sex. Yeah, many don't have you. If you counsel them, you will be surprised. You even sit in the clinic and ask them. So, how exactly do you think? It's almost as if they, they come to the clinic to get medicine to be pregnant. This is a gynecologist. What I'm saying through your experience. Yes, it's very true. It's it's not uncommon to find people who have not had sex for a month or three weeks, and they're in the fertility clinic. And I tell them that there's no Holy Spirit uh, <laughs> pregnancy. They have to have sex. It's the commonest topic I have or discussion I have with infertile couples. You cannot believe it, you see. You don't believe it. You don't believe it. <laughs> And, 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 and normal sexual intercourse is still the highest yielding activity for pregnancy, more than IVF, more than artificial insemination, and more than all the interventions that we have. It still has the highest rank, far above the, the others. Yes. So, People are not close. So they may stay in the same house. But there is a certain level of closeness. At a certain level, spiritually. I tell you. 
So I may have pastors, you know, that are with a point. But they, they, they don't even desire to be close. They don't even desire to be close. <laughs> yes. You know, it would be as strange as if a lion walked on stage to see certain pastors of Lighthouse sitting here this evening. It would be as though you've seen a lion or a le- leopard or an impala coming into the church. It would be as strange. And there are some people, it's not strange to see them. <laughs> yes. It would be as strange as seeing an impala. Do you know impala? Okay, lion. <laughs> leopard. <laughs> Giraffe. Tiger. What would a tiger be doing here? Everybody will be running out of the hall. It does not occur to people who are sometimes not bearing the fruits that they should bear. To draw close. It does not occur to them. It doesn't. And it's so strange to see such people. When you see the, the person, it's like, what are you doing here? Hey, we are honored to see you. <laughs> and draw close in any way. You can see. It takes years for people to attend to the simplest of revelations. And that's why Paul said, I fear lest any of you be beguiled by the serpent from the simplicity that is in Christ Jesus. The simplicity of drawing near in your mind, in your heart, in your soul to something is so simple. Too simple. When they come to the clinic, you know, in my experience as a doctor, I've treated many couples. Almost 90. I have almost 95% uh, success. And even develop what I call low-tech um, interventions. And you find out that the simplest things is what people don't want to do. Yes. Amazing. Amazing. You will think that there is a drug to give to you. Something expensive to do. To be fruitful. But often the simplest. So many of us, let's, let's take even financial fruitfulness. You see somebody struggling for years. You say you are a businessman. A businessman who has nothing. A businessman who is, you say you are doing business. When you say you are doing business, you must take care of me, not me take care of you. I shouldn't be able to give more than you give. You are the businessman. I am the pastor. Are you with me? So you see that people are far and their minds are far. And that is why Jesus said, these people, I will not explain anything to them. No, I'll speak mysteriously. They will never even come and see me 
after to know, understand the meaning of it. They should stay in their darkness. They should stay there. The second reason, the, the, the last reason for having granting private interviews is to overcome secondary barrenness. Secondary barrenness is the barrenness that comes after you have been fruitful before. Then you now draw away. Yes. So you see that after the disciples um, drew near to Christ, right? Then came somebody else. His name was Paul, the apostle. In 2 Corinthians chapter 12, verse 1, he says, It's not expedient for me to glory, but I will come to visions and revelations. I knew a man, he's talking about himself, 14 years ago. Whether it was in the body or I cannot tell. God knows. Such a one, that is himself, was caught, in other words, I was caught up to the third heavens. Ah! And I heard unspeakable words. That, you see, he had a personal interaction with Christ. Which is, is not lawful for a man to utter. Yes. And there are, in such personal interaction, there are things you are supposed to never say. It's, it's unlawful to say it. You are not supposed to say. And that's why people don't even say and share things. Because you say it, the person will say it in a way. And then you, you wonder why you shared it. He said, it is not lawful for me to share. So, Paul came along. And these are 12 people who look like they know Christ. We were, we were with him for three years. But here comes somebody who comes and presses closer to Christ. And now becomes more fruitful. Paul is the one who affects us more than Peter, James, Bartholomew up till today. We are all reading, and I'm reading Paul right now. Everywhere in every church, millions of churches, Paul will be read today. Paul will influence people today, but not Peter. Peter Small, maybe. Bartholomew, some of the guys there, Charlie, they, they, they don't come in at all. If I ever want to be a writer and to be like anybody, I would like to be like Paul. Yes. Charlie, Somebody whose ancient writings, oh, 2,000 years have gone by. We are reading it still. Every Sunday. Eh? Thomas has nothing to show for being with Christ for three years. <laughs> so, secondary barrennesses, having children and not continuing to have children. Yes, you see it a lot in church. You see it a lot even in pastors. They've borne fruit before, but at a point, others come to be close. And they say, oh, we know what is going on there. I see it all the time. So, God is showing you today that being close is important. And I want you to know, because in our so-called Ghanaian respectful culture. Do you see? That apparent respectability. When you see a grown-up, you don't talk. 
When you see your father, you don't interact. Isn't it? When you see, uh, what else is there in our culture? Not everything in our culture is good. Huh? No contributions. And you don't speak unless you are asked to talk. Do you see? But it's those who speak who are noticed. It's those who speak who come closer. It's those who speak who are called. It's those who speak who are asked about. Who is that person? Who is that person who said this? Those who speak. So if it's your culture is preventing you from becoming close to God and close to whatever, then it's, the, it's not helping you. It's not a good culture that's helping you. It's like our funeral culture. I, mean, I, I don't have that culture. This life of going for funerals every day, using funeral as a social event. I don't have that. I don't have that culture. If you want to call me a white man, you can. I don't have that culture. I don't, it's not my culture. It's not my tradition. I will not spend my life going around up and down for whatever. No, 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 no. And money. No, 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 no. To do all these things. It's not my culture. <laughs> if you have a culture that is not helping, change it. So young men, I'm telling you, go for an interview. You make yourself like a sheep. Meanwhile, you can talk. So sheepish. You don't speak. You don't talk. You don't say a word. Eh? You are left out always. And when they are choosing. Yes. One day I was with someone um, important. I don't want to mention the name. And I was with someone. And then he spoke. When he finished speaking and then as we're going, the important person who was there said, what is your name? You see, he wanted to know who was the person who spoke. But there were other people who didn't say anything. So you must know when you must speak and you must learn how to speak. Standing there sheepishly where all the things are in your head too. Oh, it's not true. I'm showing you how to prosper. Look, at a certain level, it's not by exams. It's by who you know and who you remember and who spoke and who spoke well. And who spoke intelligently? Even marriage. How do you think it happens? It's how you speak. To me, I would say that 70% is how you speak and 30% is how you look. Yeah. As for a girl. 70% is how you speak and 30% is how you look. That is why on wedding days, you don't have the most beautiful girls walking up and down here. We still haven't had a wedding here. But it's not the most beautiful girls. I'm a pastor. I be officiating weddings all the time. No. All the beautiful ladies that came to see uh, Ahas, King Ahasuerus. What do you think occurred to him? Each one will come. Somebody will come and sit quietly. He'll even be saying, I feel nervous with this woman who is here. Another one will come and then smile in an artificial way. Another one will come and say that he, I hear he likes Manchester United. So I'm going to talk about Manchester United. Very artificial. Now you know that you are not interested in soccer. Different. It's how you speak that wins the heart. Yeah. So when there are private interviews, and those are the people who we read about in the Bible. What, even the woman of Zebedee. 
She's one of the people who was granted one of the 19 interviews. She came to Jesus and said, can I see you? Okay, you can. Have a seat. And she said, I want my sons. This is why I'm here. My sons. James and John. To sit at your right hand and your left hand. I mean, what type of woman is this? A wonderful person. You will remember her for the rest of your life. And she's in the Bible. Yeah. And there were so many other women, parents of everybody was there. No parent come to say anything. So, personal interviews huh, value it and don't accept. This is a, I'm teaching you this is a great master key to prosperity. Don't accept to just be in the crowd at your work, everywhere. Learn how to speak. Yeah. One time I met a bank manager. He was even higher than a bank manager. I met, I met him on a flight from somewhere. The flight has, was six hours. I spoke with him from when we took off till we landed. Six hours. On, not on church work. Nothing to do with church. Yeah. And he said, I'm going to mention you to the president at, at that time, whenever it was. Yes. The, this thing you are saying, I'm going to mention it. Yeah. And some of you, you sit down quietly. You think that you're quite humble looking. And you have a face that you bring. Artificial face. Ghana face. Hey. Psalm 65. Psalm 65. Blessed is the man that whom thou choosest and causest to approach unto thee, that he may dwell in thy courts. We shall be satisfied with the goodness of thy house. You are blessed when you are called to come close. Amen. And even if no one is calling you, call yourself and just start going forward. Hey! Call yourself and do what? Start moving forward. Psalm 73. Verse 28. It is good for me to draw near to God. It it is good for me. It is good for me to draw near to God. I have put my trust in the Lord that I might declare all thy works. But notice this. It is good for me to draw near. It's not bad. It's not bad. It is good. It is good. So when we finish church, we have a school. Some of us need to attend the school. Schools, different ones. To be part of it. It is good to draw near. I'm telling you, it is good to draw near. We have ministries. It is good. It's not bad. It is good. It is good to draw near so that you come out of the big group and you become somebody with a real name. We know you are known. It is good. It's not a bad thing. Unless, of course, you are a bad person. You are not really here for church. 
It is good. It is good. It is good. It is good to draw near. It is good to draw near. It is good to draw near. It's a very good thing. Don't sit and just make yourself. This one, I know him because he drew near. This one. And this one too. Same. You, you, they, make, they make them. This one too. They make themselves. No, no you are not included. Sit down. <laughs> I don't know you. This one from South Africa. This one from Zimbabwe. This one from Nigeria. They, they, they themselves came. They forced themselves. They called themselves closer. It's good. It's a good thing to draw near. So you'll be sitting there. Always far. When there is anything, you are not part of it. You just come and say, oh, I'm a Sunday worshiper. No comment. When there is a job, no one will remember you. When there is a beloved, no one will remember you. Last week, a sister came to see me. She's not even around, but she came to see me. She just came in. Oh, she's whatever. She just came. When I saw her, I said, no, I have to get a beloved for this person. I have to find through the system. I mean, but if she had not come, it would not have occurred to I, I, I don't see her every day. Far away. I don't care to the shepherd. Whatever I have to do, I have to do it. Yes. It's part of my work. It is good to draw near. So don't sit far away. Even the problem that you have, you think you are the only one who has it. The day you draw near, it's not that we are not doing a school for that. Like if we're doing a school, see all those with this problem come. (laughs) You see that you are a lot. (laughs) Are you listening? It is good. It is good. And I want you to believe it is good. It is good to be near. And I'm, I, I'm knocking that culture of being sheepishly quiet and far. When I was in medical school, when I was in medical school, I learned that don't be far. Yes. Always come near. Stand in front. Because we will be a group of maybe six or sometimes ten students. And I, I believe it's the Holy Spirit. Because no one advised me. Stand in front when you are going for word rounds. Be near your, the lecturer. Let her or him know you. And it even made them not ask me difficult questions because they just turn around to us. And you see me then, then they just go behind and say, okay, you, you. Those who are far, they call them those who are far. They think I know because I'm standing there. Well, I don't know. And I'm praying, oh Lord, save me. Hey God, I don't know the answer to this question. But when they turn, I'm right there. They say, uh, uh, who is at the back? You, yes, come. What is there? Whatever of this. Then I'll be saying, look at you. You see, man. And when the exam comes, as they are examining you, yeah, they know you by name. But when they don't know you by name, so number 2421 failed. Give him 42%. Uh, the last patient, the last student was number 2421, right? Number 2421. You are just 2421. A number. But when you are a name, 
person they know, they talk to, it's not that easy to say, let him stay for one more year and repeat it heartlessly. Yeah. It is good to draw near than making yourself a far person. So, I'm just, uh, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm on the secret service of the church, so I'm more underground. Your mouth like secret service. Your face like secret service. You will be blessed when you draw near. You'll be blessed. Your, your life changes. Your life changes. Your life changes. Your problems change. Your problems change. Your everything changes when you stop staying far. And start believing that it's good to be near. It's a good thing to be near. If you can be close to the most senior person, great. Not everybody can, but you have to be close to somebody. Yeah. Some people must, you must, you must decide, I'm not going to be, it is good to be one of the, and no matter what nonsense you are, you say when you are drawn near, look, it even just makes people even, sometimes when you say two foolish things, like the woman of Zebedee, like, what, what, how can you come and say who should be at the right or the left? I mean, honestly. And it's really some way, I mean, do you know how such things are chosen? And this is in heaven or not even on earth. And this is all that you want. Like my children, my children should, I've seen that you have got a lot of people, but my two sons, my boys. Hey. And you see, even me in my small world, when I see parents, sometimes you can see that the parents are interested in their children. Although they are interested in everything, they are more interested in their children. Is my son doing well? Where are you sending my son? And my daughter. You know, this one is very special to me, you know. <laughs> Every parent is like that. So, even if what you come and say is stupid, it, it even makes them, it even picks you out of the crowd and makes people know you. And being known, ha, ah, can save your life because you are no more a number. You are no more a number. You are no more a number. Hallelujah. So, Christ granted interview. And when I say granted, he talked to a lot of people. But you know, these are people who came. Can I ask you something? Yes. And that is a blessing. Now, when you come, one of the main things is put away being fake. Isaiah 29 verse 13. Wherefore the Lord saith, for as much as these people draw near me with their mouth and with their lips they do honor me, but I've removed their heart far from me and their fear toward me is taught by the precept of men. Hallelujah. Now, fakeness, if there is such a word, you can check whether it's, it's the word, but even if it's not, I'm creating a word. Fakeness is something that when you have about you, when you draw near, can turn the person you are drawing near against you. Being real is important. Yes. Being natural. So that's why when the beauty queens come and they start to speak some slangs, 
Yeah, my name is Abigail, and I'm trying to do something special for the nation. So today, we are doing some weaving of baskets for the nation, and something that will help national surveillance and international business for all ladies. When we even hear you speaking, we don't believe it. We don't believe it. Okay? How many are going to be real? Yes. Always be yourself. Don't try to. There are some, even some people who see me and try to speak with a foreign accent. Uh, yes. Like they think that I maybe I'm, I'm, I'm a white person or something. So when they come, they start. Yes, 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 Bishop. Okay, all right. Or something. Something will be saying something. Hey! One day, a brother came from America. Um, the brother came from um, somewhere else. And then a sister came from America. One of, the, one of them, anyway. And the brother was looking for a wife. He had met many people. And this time, this particular one, I know her, was recommended. So they said, he said, okay. Well, he was getting older. I said, look, Charlie, I need a beloved now, soon. So he took her to a restaurant. So when they got the restaurant, what would you like? So, flow, whatever you... So he ordered a lot of food. And his, he was watching her carefully because he had been to restaurant with other sisters who had also been suggested and this particular sister she was different from all the others oh yes the other ones oh i don't i don't i don't like this i don't oh i'm okay i'm i'm full I'm, I, I don't really i'm okay i don't like this i don't like Huh? I only eat small portions. I only eat small. I'm full already. Oh, I'm full. I'm okay. Oh, will you have this? Oh, I'm okay. Everything she was okay. But this other one, she she struck out at the food, uh, and she ate everything. She wiped the plate. She wiped the plate clean. She she ate. This, that, drunk, ate. Yeah, she took her time. And the brother said, for the first time, he has met a real person. And every time he gives a testimony about his marriage, he always mentions that. Thing, that this is what I found about her. That is a real, she's real. Because when you marry, it's a reality you are going to get. It's not the smiles you are seeing in church you are going to get. It's not the apparent cheerfulness. You Some of the most cheerful people in church, they are the most depressed people that you can ever stay in the house with. They don't talk. Oh. It's only in church that they talk. In real life, they don't talk. It's church that they talk and smile. 
Brothers, be careful. Oh. Hey. Lest you go and marry a snake who doesn't speak. Hey. It's snakes who don't talk. Oh. Hey. Have you ever heard a snake making a noise? Oh, there's a snake here. Lion will make a noise, but snake quiet. So, brothers and sisters, being real. And Jesus said, these people, but they are, they are coming. They are not coming really. They said, I, said, I asked why they don't come now. They are all coming to mark register. People come for the funeral. You see, they, they've come to show their face so that we came, that we came. Or somebody said, they all come to the house. It's all marking of register. It's not, they are not sad. The sooner they step out, they're taking selfies. They're like, come on, come, come. Have you not seen people taking selfies at funeral before? They are having a jolly time. Only nine people are sad in the whole funeral. You will not believe it. So, be real. And Jesus said, I don't enjoy the company of these people. So I'm going to finish my preaching with a mystery. I will not explain my, my message very well. I'll just do something. They draw near with their, their lips. It's all artificial. It's all artificial. I will not have close interaction with them. Pray that you will be drawn close. You'll be amazed at what you hear. And as I close, I want to show you one of the most amazing interviews. I can't go much into it, but just, you know it all. John chapter 3, verse 1. And it says, there was a man of the Pharisees named Nicodemus, a ruler of the Jews. And the same came to see Jesus. By night, you see, he, came, he requested an interview with Jesus, and Jesus granted him. And he came in the night. <laughs> and then he started his discussions. We know, we all know. So you were sitting together, Jesus and this man, one on one. I mean, you will be amazed at the things Jesus told this man. Do you know that? Is this man that Jesus told for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whosoever should believe is this man. He was talking to this man. <laughs> Vivaldi, come and tell me what your father said. He said to him, except a man is born again. Yes. One day I was in the house yeah. and my father visited me. Your father visited you? Yes, please. So I came out. Then we sat down. Then he told me he has something to tell me. Then I said, okay. Then he asked me the first question. He said, um, he said it in tree. Yeah, so speak the tree, then after you interpret. Uh, oh, Papa, no. Oh, preachy, we be a, or sign shianko for, sign your meetings, and Then I said, yes. I said, meba. Meba be catch us, say, meetings, no. And no, and no, not serious. Now, say it in English for those of us who speak Yoruba. <laughs> he said, he first asked me a question that after daddy preaches. Does he meet people after? Are there meetings after the preaching? Then I said, yes. 
Then he said to me, he came to tell me that those meetings are the meetings I should strive to be in there. Because that is like Jesus Christ. After teaching the, the masses or talking in public, then he meets his real people and then explain the things that he taught carefully. So I should take, take those words seriously. Wow. Amazing. Somebody's father just called and asked you, are there any other meetings apart from the one that they are preaching? Look at John. He came to him and says, how can a man be born? This is Jesus and Nicodemus. How can a man be born again when he's old? Can he enter the second time? This is a private discussion. Then he went to say, except a man is born again, he cannot enter. That which is born of the spirit is spirit. That which is born of the flesh is flesh. Explaining. Long. Then verse 9. Nicodemus answered and said, how can these things be? That is verse 10. We are in John 3. John 3.16 is the famous verse you all know. John 3.16 is the one that we are preaching with. It's an interview message. Look at verse 9. Nicodemus says, how come this then? Verse 10. Jesus answered and said, are you a master of Israel? You don't know this. Thing? Verily, verily, I say unto you, we speak, you don't know. If I have told you everything you believe not, how shall you believe I tell you everything? No one has ascended up into heaven, even the son of man which is heaven. As Moses lifted up the seven, even so much the son of man be lifted up, that whosoever believed in him should not perish. For God so loved the world that he gave his only son, that whosoever believed in him should not perish. For God sent not his son into the world to condemn the world, but that the world might... This is all Nicodemus. If your Bible is in red and green and black, you will see red, red, red. After that question in verse 9, then he launched out. Most people think that Jesus told Nicodemus only, you must be born again. All this is Jesus and Nicodemus in a private discussion with him. And you will never hear this in public. Hey! It's amazing what you will get when you come close. God sent not his son into the world. I can see Jesus sitting with him. God sent not his son into the world to condemn the world, but that the world through him might be saved. He that believeth on him is not condemned. Eh? But he that believeth not in the only begotten son is condemned because he believed not. This is the condemnation that light is coming to the world and men love darkness rather than light. For everyone that doeth evil hated the light, neither cometh to the light, lest his least should be, deeds should be reproved. And, but he that doeth truth comes to the light, that his deeds might be made manifest. Verse 22. Then he said, after these things came Jesus and his disciples. So the rest is not part of the interview. Up to verse 20. 21. How many are surprised that? God so loved the world. It's a private interview. Granted by Jesus Christ to Nicodemus. <laughs> I tell you, believe the things that you will grow in when you accept as a Christian to come out of this big group and join a school, join a group, join a dance, join a ministry, be in something, get closer, come for counseling, whatever it is that makes you identifiable. And makes you closer. You'll be shocked at what it, even your life. 
In fact, the whole world of the world, the, the life of the whole world depends on John 3.16. <laughs> God so loved the world. Huh? You wouldn't hear that. Maybe your life depends on one meeting. You just meet once the person, you, this, and that's it. Finish. Finish, 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 finish. So all of you have made yourself sheepish, faraway people. Today marks the end of staying in your corner. Look at, God has been good to us. Today when you came, you saw there is no more red sand outside. Are you not shocked? Is God not doing wonderful things? Wonders. Mighty wonders. I told you that they will say you are selling cars. You keep watching. Keep watching. There is a blessing of many things. Why will you stay far? Come closer. And God is changing your life forever. Stand to your feet everyone. Father, thank you for your blessing this morning. We are grateful. We thank you. Now, put your hand on your heart and just pray yourself for a moment. Lord, I'm coming close. I'm not accepting to be this faraway person anymore in my life. I want to bear fruits. I want to bear fruits. I want to hear the wonders and the blessings that come from you. Thanks. Thanks, Jesus, for your great blessing today. In Jesus' mighty name, we have prayed. As every head is bowed and every eye closed, if you are here today, you want to give your life to God. Maybe you have come to church. Maybe someone invited you, but deep down, you are far away from God. You want to say, Pastor, please pray for me. Pray with me. I want Jesus to save me today. If you are here like that, you are here like that, I want to pray with you. Maybe if you die tomorrow, you don't know whether you'll go to heaven or hell, but you want to be sure and you want to go to heaven, you want to go to Jesus. If you are here like that, lift up your right hand and I'm going to pray with you. God bless you. Just lift your right hand. I want Jesus in my life. I don't know. I'm not sure. If I die tomorrow, will I go to heaven? Will I go to hell? Your right hand should be up. And I'm going to pray with you. God bless you. I see all your hands. If you've lifted your hand, come to the front now. Come to me. Come from the back. Far, I see you at the corner. Far away. Come, 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 come here. I want to pray with you over here. God bless you. Give him your life today. Come on to Jesus. Let him have his way. Come on to Jesus. Come on to Come Jesus. Come on, let me pray with you. Come on to Jesus. Give him your life today. Come on to Jesus. Let 
you are here and you are a Christian, but you are not a serious Christian. I'm a Christian, but not a serious Christian. Pastor, pray with me. If you are here like that, lift your right hand like this. I'm a Christian, but not a serious Christian. And join them if you want to me to pray with you. What a blessing. Now say this prayer with me. Lift your hands. Say, Lord Jesus, please forgive me for my sins. Accept me, Lord, as your child from today. I'll follow Jesus. From today, I will serve Jesus Christ. Dear God, from this moment forward, I pledge my life to you. Come into my heart. Save me. Change me. Forgive me. Accept me as your child. I am repenting. I am turning around from today. Thank you, Lord, for saving me today. In Jesus' name. Amen. Give the Lord a mighty clap offering. Now, all of you in front here, I'm giving you some of my books. Start giving always immediately. Don't wait for me. And um, it is a blessing. Now, look at me. Are you looking at me? Look at me. Today marks the beginning. This is Happy New Year for you. Happy New Year. This is Happy New Year. Amen. Happy New Life. Amen. Are you on campus? Happy new life. Campus. Happy new life. From today. Look at my face carefully. You will be happy that you met me. Amen. I am introducing Jesus to your life. Your life will never be the same. Happy new life. New life in Christ. Amen. So, when we close, eh, don't make yourself far away. Did you hear the preaching? Some of you make yourself far. When you are far, the lion comes. I, I, I would like you to get a short clip of a lion chasing an antelope who is all alone. Okay? So that we use it in church. So that people can see what happens when you are far and you are alone. Okay? We need you to be together. Because God has chosen your pastor for you. Did you choose your father? When you came to the world, you said, ah, this is my father. Did you choose your country? Most of us would not have chosen Ghana as our country if you were choosing a country. Eh? You would have chosen which country? Turkey. Japan. America. It's the same thing to you. Don't choose your pastor. He said in Jeremiah 3, I will give you pastors. Hallelujah. I will give you pastors after my own heart. Amen. Who shall feed you? So God bless you. When we close, all right, we, I want you to come to this corner here. Um, it's a very special corner, very anointed. And then they are, they are going to come and talk to you. Then I will come and pray for you. If you don't see me, don't go. If you don't see me, I have to come and pray for you before you leave. It's a special blessing. Today is happy new year for you in Jesus Christ. Turn to your neighbor and say congratulations. Happy new year in Christ. Happy new life in Christ. Amen. Father, thank you for all these ones. They will never fall away in Jesus' name. Amen. God bless you. Go back to your seat. And when we close, maybe seated. We are going to receive our communion. What a blessing.
Are you excited about everything in the church? Communion. Holy communion. Wine and bread. Amen. This is my body, which is broken for you. Brothers, sisters, we are one. And our lives have just begun. Everybody. In the spirit, we are young. And will live forever. Sons of God, here is only I am the bread of life That means I am eatable What do you do with bread? What's the use of bread you cannot eat? What's the use of a car you cannot drive? What's the use of money you cannot use? Huh? If I give you Afghanistan money and you go to town You cannot use it Will you be happy? What is the use of bread you cannot eat? So Jesus is bread we can eat. Bread of life. Now bread of life means that all that happens when you eat this bread is you get life. That's why it's called bread of life. Bread of what? Life. So whatever causes death in your life. From arm robbers to sickness. To cancer, to blood diseases, to HIV. Even as you take this communion, next time you are even going to fornicate with an HIV positive person, something will happen and you will be saved from that fornication. In Jesus' name. In Jesus. Do you believe the prophecy? Yes. I'm not saying that you should be fornicating to escape. I one in particular, but I'm saying that even in case I am the bread you can eat, obviously, and it's of life because it always brings life. So, as we are taking this communion, we are taking the bread that brings life. So, whatever causes death in your stomach, in your head, in your brain, in your breast. In your intestines, in your liver, any poison you have eaten by mistake, 
any meat you have eaten that is not a good meat any poison that somebody put in a tin that you have been drinking and eating from the bread of life which brings life is cancelling out those things in Jesus name that's why it's called the bread of life it brings a lot of life whatever makes you prematurely older than your age a young person with a young body but having an old mind your mind is becoming younger full of life by the bread of life yes if it was called the bread of sadness it means that when you take the bread sadness comes if it was called the bread of of sorrow it means that when you eat the bread and sorrows come if it's called the bread of prosperity that when you eat it prosperity comes that is called the bread of life. Your life is getting better after this communion. Your life is getting better after this communion. My life is getting better after I eat this bread. Stand to your feet, everybody. How many are just excited that you're about to eat something that brings life? And he says, He that comes to me shall never hunger. And shall never test. Whatever you are searching for, that anybody dancing in a nightclub is thirsty, is hungry for something. Your needs are being met today in Jesus' name. Father, we thank you for the body. This is declared to be the bread of life, the body of Jesus Christ. Eatable. We receive your blessing today in Jesus' name. The bread of life. One day, I went to a prison. I saw so many nice people in the prison. They were only praying for one thing. Nobody in the prison was praying for a car. Nobody was praying for a wife. Nobody was praying for anything. What were they praying for? To come out. Why couldn't they come out? Their sins, the crimes they have committed, are forcing them to stay there. This blood, Jesus said, My blood is drink indeed, wipes out the reason for your imprisonment. Any confinement in your life that traps you, huh? you cannot escape. By this blood, your mistakes are washed and quenched. In the mighty name of Jesus. Your mistakes from last year. And the year before. And this year. And all your life. Are drowned and and washed. By the blood of the master. Jesus Christ. You are set free from your bondage. You are coming out of prison by the blood of the Lamb. The blood of Jesus.
No one should move. We are worshiping. Miracles are happening. Lord, I older I get cross, the emblem of, of suffering and shame. I love that cross. And I, I love, love that old cross. Yes. Where the, the dearest and best for a world of lost sinners was saved. Oh yes. So I'll cherish the old ragged cross. Oh yeah. Till my trophies at last I lay down. Oh, oh, oh. I will cling to the old ragged cross and exchange it someday for the crown. Lift your hand and receive your blessing. Bless the children, Lord. Bless the children, Lord. Bless every lifted hand, Lord. Bless every life represented here. And bless every family represented here. Where there is a curse, let the blessing of today neutralize that curse in the name of Jesus. Where there is difficulty, let the blessing of today bring peace and joy and a harmony where there is confusion we declare peace has come your peace reigns whatever shortens life whatever destroys our happiness in this life is cancelled by the blood of the lamb today receive the grace of God receive the help of God receive the power of God into your life I see an angel standing by your side and accompanying you as you go out of this place. The angel of the Lord shall be with you in your dwelling place, shall be with you in your car, in your taxi, in your bus. As you walk by the roadside, the angel of the Lord shall be with you in the classroom, at work, and the blessing of the Lord shall override all the curses that are working in your life. In the mighty name of Jesus. Your feet are declared blessed. Wherever you go is blessed. The land on which you stand has been given to you. God has given you your possession. Your feet are possessing the gate of the enemy. Your feet are standing in good places. I declare you are being transported to a good place. For a good thing to happen to you. In good time. The good blessing of the good Lord has descended upon your life. Receive blessed feet. Receive blessed feet. You will never sit in an accursed car or an accursed bus or an accursed plane again in your life in Jesus' name. Wherever you go, you are blessed. Favor is given to you where you stand. They will choose you. They will like you. They will select you. You always go higher. You'll be promoted because the Lord is with you as he was with Joseph and made him to prosper. So the Lord is with you. You are going to be found ten times better. Ten times better. Ten times better. In the mighty name of Jesus Christ. Give the Lord a shout of hallelujah.
cherish the older I get cross mm, till my trophies at last I lay down I lay down I will think where the blood comes from to the, to the older
take your cross to follow Jesus to the end. We believe you have been blessed by the preaching of God's Word. For audio CDs, DVDs, books and other resources by Dykewood Mills, please visit our website at www.dykewoodmills.org. God richly bless you.